from the desk below. But soul too, Mr. Days. That's, that's how we do it, brother. All right, so oh. enough enough of the fan and now I'll get right to it. All right, let's do it. Welcome back from the desk blow. I have with me the other half of the most legendary group, probably my most favorite duo besides Mob Deep. I have Billy Days of MOP on the phone. Yeah, yeah, what's up, brother? What's going on with you? I was just bumping the six pack earlier today, as I told you earlier. <laughs> oh, I got it downloaded on title, so I hope the title cut the check. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Good job, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Um, so I was curious. Um, what made you actually want to release a solo record after all this time, too? Because you don't really have to. Right. No. You know what? It's something that I've been planning to do, and I maybe you know probably should have did it earlier, but um. You know, at this time, it's like, you know, we need to spread out a little bit with, with our careers. Um, and even though when you get a Billy Dan solo, it's not actually a solo because Fane has to have input in it. He has to um, approve the records and say yay or nay because, you know, I value his opinion. Um, so and he has to be a part of the process. And same with me with anything that he does. Oh, yes, too. Um, so what was the initial first record that you actually done for that project in particular days, too? Because like I told you before, that impositional Halle Berry, that's my shit right there. Right. Well, see, here's the thing. I've been... Okay, so it starts off as the Billy Dance Project, which my first thought was, I'm just going to put an album together. But then I started making all of these records. Um... So the very first record that I did when I started the process is not even on the six-pack. It may be on the upcoming release, which is called The Baker's Dozen. Okay. Uh, um, and, and that's still not the album. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, so as you look at the six-pack, you're like, wow, it's an EP. Yeah. It's labeled an EP because on these um, streaming platforms or download services or whatever, um, they have to label it as something but it's really just a six-part single. It's one single with six parts. Ah, oh, that explains the cover. Right, right. So it's just one single with six parts. And the Baker Dozen um, will be the same way. It's still just a single with a multi-part single. And then you'll get the album later on, uh, maybe the end of the year sometime, or, or the first quarter of next year. So I'm guessing Baker's Dozen's going to have 12 tracks, because it doesn't. I'm going to let 
I should guess whatever you want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 12, but we'll find out in the long run. <laughs> but yeah, man, and listen, man, the response that I'm getting from just the, the six-pack alone has been amazing. Um, a lot of people, people really like the record. They like the energy. The, they like the familiar new energy, what we call the throwback to the future. Um, you know, with, with joints like Halle Berry or Imposition, which is, you know, almost slightly typical MOP, but with a little bit of a twist, like a little more upgraded. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can keep my fans excited about <clears throat> what I've done you know, what with, with this project because they helped me get here and then I also want to make sure I have the option or I give a younger or a newer audience the option of liking the records as well. Okay. Well, it also very shows too because, like, it gives, like, the audience who may, like, never heard of M.O.P. and they come across you and they can, like, actually discover you from actually Billy Dance. It's like, whoa, yeah, the whole legacy behind it went after, like, some, because some, some kid could actually dis- discover Warpit by accident. Right, right, <laughs> right. And you know what? When I shot the video for Warpit, it was, uh, it was not strange, but I made sure. <clears throat> I stood in the middle of these, a bunch of young kids. It was like, a, it's crazy because it was like a whole gang infested area. And I was in like this trap house with blood, <laughs> blood trap house. And there was Bloods and Crips standing behind me. Uh, these are all young kids. But as soon as they heard the hook, they fell right into it. I'm talking about the first time they heard it, it was like, oh yeah, whop it. You know, it takes them back. <laughs> you know, so, some kind of street mode or whatever you know, where they're comfortable at. So I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And, I, and shout out to my man, School Lover, a.k.a. Johnny Famous, who produced the beat, who is, um, he used to dance for Big Daddy Kane back in the days, and somebody that I know and love and grew up with uh, most of my life. He's from my neighborhood. Um, so shout out to him for, for providing the beat. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we just at it, bro. We just making sure everybody can Well, I'll tell you one thing, though. I didn't see that solo coming, too, but I'm very glad you did it, though, because I'll tell you one thing, though. That imposition's going to be in the rotation for a minute now. Oh, listen, it should be. And if you feel like you want to put it in ro- rotation until the words come off the record, <laughs> yeah, um, Even the record that you um, you sent me earlier, too, when you said I'm actually like the chick from the third floor, I was like, yeah, that's sold it for me. <laughs> Um, so, I, I was actually curious, too. You've been on a lot of tours in your lifetime, obviously. Yeah. Um, you were actually a part of a tour that I only wish continued, but it stopped. Um, you were on the Anger Management Tour 3, right? Yeah, I was. Um, I was. is it true that you got into it with Suge Knight at the Palms, uh, hotel or something like that, I heard? No. Me? Myself? No, 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 just that, like the entourage in general. You know what? No, I don't know anything about that. I don't think I've ever met Shit Knight in my life. Okay. Yeah, I've never met Shit Knight, so. And then when we were out on tour, there was, there was no issues 
Um, as far as I know, I mean, nothing major, maybe a little minor things here and there, little offended vendors that we, as we can call them, but nothing too major that was memorable as far as negative things, you know what I mean, uh, along that tour. That was actually a good tour, a great tour. We actually traveled the world with that tour. Yeah. Um, well, I actually uh, read, because I've been a fan of you for a long time, and when I um, looked at information about you, too, because like I said, you were actually scared to get on a plane, too, but you were very huge overseas, too, so I can only imagine, like, your very first time on a plane, but actually getting down to the ground, it's like, wow, like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, you know, my, my very first time uh, on a plane was um, before the world even knew of MOP. Uh, right after the first record came out, we went down to what was called the Gavin Convention in San Francisco, where I met all of my favorite rappers, MCA, the Brad, Coolio, Gangstar, you know, uh, and I fanned out, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I went too. I, that was my first time on a plane. And, uh, at one, you know, I was flying for a little bit, but then once, at one point, um... I think I want to say it was like right after 9-11. I just got shooken up and then I didn't fly for a while. But now, dude, I'm practically flying the plane myself. I'm hanging out with the pilot. <laughs> not big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I'm on, you know, sometimes I take three planes a day. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Um, so, you know, I do what I got to do as a, as a grown man to take care of my family and make sure, you know, everything is covered at the house. I do whatever I got to do. It's my business, so I got to go. Well, and that's a good thing, too. You put family first, too, as it should be. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, I was just curious, too, um, because a lot of people, um, everybody wants to stream, 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 stream. Um, I was mostly curious on how come, like, Too Deaf isn't on streaming sites? Ah, uh, you know what? Something, here's, here's the thing about me, right? I never look back. Ah. So I don't, I don't go back to find out um, any information unless it's, you know, unless it's something personal or anything like that. Yeah. I keep going forward, and I need my fans to keep going forward with me. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know. That record was actually, like I said, that was, well, we both know that was my very first record. That was MOP's very first song. I mean, uh, album. Yes. So. Uh, it's something that we would we might have to talk to a Mr. Fred Maneo about, who's uh, who was uh, the owner of the company that we were first signed to, and I always take my hat off to him, by the way, for for giving us our shot and helping us get in a better position with giving us our first deal. So yeah, that was Select Records, and uh, Mr. Fred Maneo, he may have some answers for you on that particular topic. And also, too, I'm very glad to give you a shot, too, because Top of the Line is one of my very favorite records by you. Mind you, like, I had to download it from LimeWire back in the day, but, man, I love that record. Oh, man, me too. Top of the Line. Top of the Line and Ring Ding. Oh, my God, yeah. take me back. <laughs> Ring Ding was such a good record for me, like, when we first did it. I mean, I hated the version on the album because we actually started doing shows and before the album was actually... Uh, put up for sale, and I had to do my vocals over. One, and I, I, I'm, I'm coming off of like 10, 15 shows of yelling, and I showed up at the studio after a show, and they like, you gotta do your vocals over. I did the vocals over, and I hated them, but that was one of my favorite songs, Ring Ding and uh, Top of the Line. 
Oh, wow. So this is why I love when artists do interviews, Billy, because, like, people need to know this kind of information, too, because, like, these are classic records, too. But, as like you said, too, you want your fans to grow with you, too, and it only shows the growth throughout your music throughout the years, too, because you've been on the go since technically 94. Right, right. I mean, really hard, too. Like, I just had <laughs> Yeah, that's like, a fact. Um, so when you are actually, you know, just taking an average Sunday to yourself and the family too, like I was curious, like what's something? Because like people, like like you said earlier too, people don't believe you're human. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, what I, I normally try to do is rest, but that never works out because we got kids all over the place. And then, you know, I gotta you gotta spend that time with them, and I gotta spend that time with my lady. Rather be watching a movie where I fall asleep as always, or <laughs> you know, trying to cook, or you know, just running out to do some shopping and stuff like that. You know, just just average things that people don't uh, think that someone in my position does. But you know, it, it's regular for me. That's what keeps me grounded too. You know. Um, do you get recognized a lot in public too when you're just doing little errands too, or not really? Okay. Of um, it depends. See, you know what? I'm smart about it. I go where I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it gets tiring after a while. Not really, because that's, that's the fuel that I need to keep going. But oh. it's in certain places, you just don't want to be. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Because you never know what, what could happen. and You don't want to put yourself in, in any kind of position. You know what I mean? It don't make you any less of a man. If you're not hanging out in Brownville, Brooklyn, because your goal is to make it home tonight. So you don't put yourself in positions where you may not make it home every night. Well, the whole goal of making music, too, is actually to broaden your horizon and give yourself a brighter future, too, because music took you places people can only dream they wish they'd done. doesn't too because but but a lot of people though they just like it's a certain lifestyle that you just can't leave away from them too but it takes a strong oh. it, it takes a strong individual though to leave that lifestyle and know the differences of like should I make it home or should I be macho like what you said right see that's the crazy thing though like you could do a lot of great things a lot of good things like you could, you could be like what they call fly like you could buy all of this stuff and you could travel the world and 
Yeah. Because that's where you lay your head. Because it it's like what you said. You're human. That's where you lay your head at night. Mm -hmm. So at some point, these kids will get it. And as they grow up, they'll get it. They're going to deal with a time where I would want to be in those kind of situations. And not only because I didn't know anything other than that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And some of the artists feel like they got to prove things to the people in the street. But these people, a lot of the people don't really care much about you if you're not doing what they want to see you do. You know what I mean? So if you, if you, you know, God forbid if something happened to you, they'll mourn you for a very short time and then they'll move off because somebody else put a single out. Yeah. That's, you know? that's true. So, that's just how it is. Like, it's like that in life theory. Well, also too, like what I admire about MOP too is that you guys uh, always, you guys always held integrity, too. And that's something very rare for artists nowadays to even go really. Because I understand that Rockefeller was signed, trying to sign you since 95. And then, like, you guys, like, always maintained that relationship. But you guys never signed until after, though. Because, like, you just wanted to make it feel right, too. And that's what I always admired about you guys. It's just, like, you guys weren't quick to be like, okay, we're Rockefeller great from 95. Like, it's integrity. You guys built your own legacy. Right, what's what with most artists like there's nothing in between right it's just they're either street dudes or bullshit dudes or whatever they are and then they're artists like there's really nothing in between like we happen to <clears throat> not really be rappers we just really know how to do it really good <laughs> you know what I'm saying so and the only thing we do have is each other is what we built from the beginning which came way before the music you know what I mean? Some dudes are, are they just got here as far as, um, you know, groups. Like, most groups are put together. Most groups are, you know, they met on the train. Most groups are met, they met on the train. Most dudes, are, you know, they met on the train, they met at school, or somebody put them together. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to the thing, like, our lives been intertwined with each other since we were little boys, small boys. Um, like, we go back so far that I don't remember where we met or how we met. Um, so, you know, when it comes to, like, we just happen to be rappers. We, we happen to know how to rap. Like, we're not, like, we didn't set out to go, you know what, this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Most dudes are just are just rappers or they're, you know, you know bullshit people. Not, you know, they're stuck in nonsense. So it's not number 20. So they don't really... Have no, they have integrity for something, but not for, you know, they, they don't view it like we view it. And I'm not shooting anybody down, I'm just saying they're not MOP. That's very true. And also, too, like, because, like, you guys, like, it's like you guys grew up together, too, and you guys were exposed to the street life at a very early age, too. Like, even he said that as well. you never heard of a breakup, an argument, a disagreement or anything like that because, and, and of course, like we do have maybe, we don't agree on everything, but we don't argue, we don't fight, but this is because we had to hold each other down way before the music, you know, from the whole street thing. And even before we got in the street, we had to take care of each other and watch each other back. So it's something real different about us. It's not... You know, let's get together and make and make you know be a rap group or make some money. It's like, you know, we've been together all our lives, and that's the way it's going to continue to be. 
know what I mean? I love it. You don't see that nowadays. I love it. Okay. That's right. Um, so you... Um, and I love her energy, too. She, I actually look up to her as a radio personality, too. You guys have a great relationship with Heather B. Oh, man. <laughs> she is something special, man. Oh, my God. She took her ass off. Do you, do you see a little... Oh, my. Uh, I follow her on the gram. Trust me. It makes me want to eat my phone. Oh, my God. She cooked, man. She, she, she's something crazy in that kitchen. But, yeah, really love Heather B. And, you know, from the... From when we first met Heather B, it's been that same way. Like, we've had that feeling for each other. Um, and even though, like, she's, you know, a little laid off the music right now or whatever, like, it's not like just because she don't make music, we're not cool anymore. Like, we are basically a family. Um, she's, she's, you know, she's a part of our family. We're a part of our family. Love Heather B. Have you, are you obviously out of cooking. Better again? You obviously out of cooking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking on, on, her, uh, on, her, on her Instagram for time and trying to steal some of my recipes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It looks hella good. That should be looking so good, dude. I'll be like, wow, she gets busy. But, um, yeah, that's my girl. That's my family, man. You know, <clears throat> um, I'm very proud of her, and I, I love the way she's progressed um, in business and just in life herself. Very, very sweet woman, nice woman, humble, and she's, like I said, she's always been the same, dude, and that's something that you can't, when you meet somebody and you know them for years, and they're the same exact way every time you see them, or every time you talk to them, you can't front on that. They're giving you exactly who they are. You either hate it or love it, and she's somebody that we love. And that's also a genuine, rare person to find, too, because it's very hard to find people like that nowadays. Dre sold 
$4 billion. You have no attachment to that. Yes, rule him on. Uh, but if 50 headphones did not sell as much as Drake headphones sold, do you condemn 50? No, because, <laughs> he's, because he's the individual that he is. But I understand what you mean by that, though. Like also too like it's like what uh, my very first guest told me, Convicious. It doesn't matter who, how much successful you are. At the end of the day, they're still human. At the end of the day, it's not like there's some super godlike creature because they have more money or more power than you. They're just they're human who just happen to be lucky in life. Right, and you can't. The crazy thing is you can't say it because now you become the hater. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can't say that the Jordan sneaker brand, the shoe is actually made for $6 and sold for $300. Yeah. I think the rip-off to the people, yeah, 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 boom, boom, boom. Everybody's going to go, you're a hater. You probably cannot afford the Jordans. That's why you don't wear them. <laughs> well, like $200, like that's a lot of money. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, it's the, it's part of the game, though. They come over here and then they sell it for like crazy amount of dollars. When overseas, it's like I think it's like a dollar fifty to make. Right, but see, here's the thing too. Like because I don't, I mean, I had I had one time I had a closet full of Jordans, but I would never wear them, and it was only because I don't like the way they feel on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so so. In people's eyes, they may go, well, maybe he can't afford Jordan. But I have a closet full. And because I say I don't like them doesn't mean I'm not proud of an individual for making money and being successful. It's just I don't like the sneaker, and I'm not going to wear the sneaker just to look cool for everybody else. Do you realize everyone else have on the sneaker? I have on what I have on, and this is the way you notice it. I stand out like a sore thumb. And that's very well. <laughs> well, and for most people too, like it's like what you said too. If they don't have certain things to look down on in society too, like that's what I kind of don't like about society too. It's like how people can be so judgmental though. But that's been going on forever though. Well, that's because people are brainwashed, nobody. Yeah. Jacket, and you can't. You're, you're beneath me. When, when 
all reality, you spent your life to get the jacket. So who's beneath who? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I still got $3 left. You spent every dollar you had for the jacket to impress other people because you cannot drive, you cannot wear that jacket and look at it all day. You got it on so other people can be excited about it. You put the rims on your car so other people can be excited about it because I'd like to see you drive your car and look at your rims at the same time. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I definitely do. Um, so I, I, I was curious to, um, when you were coming into social media too, what actually made you want to join too? Because you could have never joined. Right, but see, I had, I had Facebook when everybody else had MySpace. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had Facebook, I think it was 2005. Everybody else was on, uh, on... MySpace. Right. So it's, yeah, I had, I had, and I had uh, Twitter as well back then. No one was on it then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I never really dabbled that much, and then I would just jump on from time to time, and that was it. Um, with with uh, IG, I'm just not really a picture kind of person, so I kind of like you know it was all about pictures. Um, and then I just got on and kind of figured it out a little bit. Um, and it's you know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an individual that I'm a work in process, so I catch on to things as I catch on to them. And then when I, if I'm excited about it, I'll, you know, I'll go as hard as I as I can. But I don't do anything for anyone else's satisfaction. I do it for my satisfaction. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the way it should be too, because like you're only here on this earth to please yourself. Because like, yes, you did give us amazing albums. I ain't gonna front on that. You gave us down for whatever. You gave us handling business, but like you also done a lot for your personal life too. way like a lot of people they're in that bubble too because they want to live some super fabulous lifestyle too but deep down they kind of lose themselves because it's like you really got to find yourself too like i'll tell you something very inspirational too for years i was trying to find myself like i was trying everything from being a photographer to bike riding to being a video gamer but nothing was sticking i even tried to be a rapper at one point but that is not the way i want to go 
It wasn't until right. I started interviewing, and I never knew that it was in front of me this entire time because I wasn't one of those regular kids who watched TV. I was always, like, reading the magazines or when, like, the interviews were on TV during the movies. For me, I would be more into that. So I just thought it all kind of clicked in one day. It's just like, wow, this shit's been in front of me my entire life. And honestly, um, I went on to interview Black Moon, Crooked Eye, Raz Kaz twice, and Master Ace. Just and now I can honestly say that you're a part of that. I just want to say thank you very much, man, because you don't have to be doing this, but it also shows the individually and the humble humblest of you. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you for uh, you know setting this whole interview up. That's great. No, I mean, <clears throat> like I said, you know, people sometimes think that all I do is rap, or I make a lot of noise, or I travel the world and tour. Like, sometimes I, want, I need, well, all the time, I need people to understand exactly who I am. Especially now coming in this, in, into this new venture that I'm doing with the solo and all the other business. I need people to understand that uh, it's going to, I, I need you to accept records like Show Me or uh, In Position. Because even though that's not what you're used to, for me, because I am a person. I need to give you all these different dimensions of Philly dance. You know what I mean? But it also shows, too, that we can expect, like, the growth from an artist, too, because, like, when, I, when I, I'm telling people, too, when I'm about to put them onto this six-pack, as soon as when they hear he all right from the start, they're going to be like, wow, this is something different, but it, it's the good different, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, and that's the reaction that I need. You know what I mean? As an artist, um, I need for... A listener, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say fan. I'm gonna say a listener. I like that. Enjoy the music, and not, and not confine me to a box. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to confine myself to a box. So the listenership confines me to a box, and just enjoy the music for what it is. You know what I mean? And the growth of it is something that people really want, but sometimes just don't ask for. And not just, not just with me as an artist, but just in everyday life. People don't like change. Why, I don't know. But if you don't change, you can't grow. There's no progress. That, you know what I mean? Well, and, and plus, too, like, it's like what Hove said, too. Why would you work so hard to, to be the same? Right. Exactly. This is when keeping it real goes all the way to fuck wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You done kept it so real that now you can't feed yourself. Now you can't feed your family. Yeah. You kept it so real, now you can see everybody, uh, you can see what's under people's skin. They see the true colors. Right, they don't really love you. They don't really, they're not really stuck on you. They're stuck on the thought of you or how people hold you, which should never be important because... The way people view you is not going to carry you through life. It may carry you through the day just to get by. You know what I mean? Like, I watched a very, very super rich friend of mine walk around his own backyard almost days. I watched him for a couple of days. And I, you know, I was pumping at his house for, for whatever reason. For a couple of days, I was in the area. And, uh, I watched him just walk around the house. 
walk around the backyard. Now, when I went out there to talk to him, like on a third day, and he's like, man, I'm, I'm, um, I'm miserable. Like, you got all of this money. You got all of these chicks. You got all of these beautiful cars and this beautiful home. But he was miserable because he couldn't be himself. People wouldn't allow him to be himself. So for the rest of his life, I don't care how many smiles he put on or how many new cars he buy or how many new chains and rings he buy, he's still going to be miserable. That's no way to live, brother. No, it's not. Because, like, we only have one life. Why live it, live it depressed and stuff like that, too? But it's like what you said, though. Like, sometimes they're brainwashed and they're just lost. Um, so I was curious too on the track show me too on who's the female artist that you put on that a uh, few I don't, I don't want to say uh, her name wrong uh, her name is Pooh okay yeah and she fit that she fit that song perfectly I ain't gonna front yeah no I love it I love it and I, I mean I don't know if people realize it but what I did there was I don't have any athletes in the record because people are so used to me doing athletes yes you know what I mean? I thought it would be pretty dope to just let this young female artist do these athletes. And the record came out amazing. Like, I mean, everything in the record, from the hook, the lyrics, to the ad-libs, was, nothing was planned. It was just awful feeling and raw emotion. Like, I like this. I'm going to say this. And we did this part. And then we go, okay, maybe you should say this. Like, it was not planned at all. And it turned out the way it turned out. People love the record. We're getting a great response from it. So, um, I'm happy about it. And this is this young lady. This is her very first record that she's on. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so she, she's happy. I think it was the first time she was ever in the studio. Oh, that's, uh, um, that's not bad to get with a legend the first time. God damn. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, hats off to Fool, and I thank her very much. And, um, but she, she, like I said, it's her first time in the studio, but she has been, you know, working on some stuff even before, you know, we went in the studio together. Um, so we, we can expect to hear some stuff from her. And listen, dude, like the, when we did the record, it was the, the very first day I met her. It was like, I didn't know her a week before. I didn't know her a day before, hours before. Right then, we just got to it. It's like the chemistry right off the bat and wasted no time. That's right. Um, was it true um, that you knew Papoose way before? I mean, sorry, is it true that you knew how nice Papoose was way before the world knew he, how nice he was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always curious about that. You see Papoose all the time in the hood. And, uh, you know, we could be just shopping. And, you know, you'll see Papoose. And uh, this is when he was, was first trying to get on, you know. <clears throat> and he's just dumb nice. Like, and he's always been nice. You know what I mean? Um, hats off to Papoose, too, man, for, for just, just the individual that he is outside of being an artist to his family life and the way that he um, puts his family on his back and and, and, and uplift people to, to kind of do the same with the whole black love movement with him and Remy Ma. Um, you know, they got a beautiful family over there, man, and I'm really happy for Pap and, and Remy. Uh, for for the progress as artists and um, as a, as a union. Oh yeah, I 
keep forgetting that you worked with Remy of Annie of Remix too. See, I'm not a, I'm not. I'll keep it all the way a buck. I'm not focused on the singles. I'm more of like the album cut guy. Like I like the grimy stuff that doesn't get played on the radio. the way it should be too like because like we got to do it for a reason too it, either it's for taking care of yourself but if you have loved ones you do it for them as well exactly 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 i mean who don't have loved ones like you got to care about something or someone right <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be a cold ass dude if you don't right like who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> what no what are you you know what i mean like you don't got no Can we expect, well, you're obviously shooting a video for Show Me, too, because you're getting a great response for that as well. Of course. Of course. Show Me, and there's there's a few other records on the Baker's Dozen that'll that'll have videos uh, for them. It's coming, though. I'm very excited, man. I'm very excited. People are giving me, uh, they're kind of lighting this fuel under me, you know what I mean? So, um, as long as I can get people to continue to respond the way that they are like I'm going to continue to go and, well and it's also like I love like after all of these years how you still collaborate with Teflon too because like if you go back and look at certain rap albums he's to be that one nice dude who's always around the group and always featured him on the earlier albums but as time went on they never featured him as much. That's not the case of you guys, though. You always guy kept Teflon around, too. He's what, like, when I first heard Teflon on New Jack City, I was like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tef is amazing, man. And Tef is the same as me and Fame. Like, we all, we all grew up together. Okay. Like, Tef is just not a dude that just showed up at the studio or we got cool with, you know, once we got in the business. This is way before the business. You know what I mean? So, and any of our family members that, that uh, you know, that want to rap or make beats or whatever, like, we're always, we're always there for them. You know, we'll always connect with them. Um, and even if they ain't as dope as other people, like, we still, it's, it's our obligation to give them the lane and, 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 and open up opportunities for them so that they can, and this is a very important part, so that they can provide for themselves and their family. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's the key to it all, too. That's right. Always the key, brother. Um, well, um, I won't take up m- most of your time, Mr. Days. Um, I was curious on when the fans can expect Baker's Dozens, too, because I'm, I'm hype as hell. I won't front. Uh, <laughs> Baker's Dozens. I'm just going to say this. The Baker's Dozens is soon. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to keep the dispense going. I love it. I love it. Really, really soon. I need people to keep their eyes open and, you know, keep your ear open 
for the Baker's Dozen and everything that we got coming off it. Uh, we've already dropped um, Gone Fishing. We dropped a video for that. We dropped De Nero. Excuse me, let me go back. Gone Fishing, which was produced by my man Mark Bird, who uh, does a lot of work with Kanye and a few other guys. Um, and De Nero, who, uh, which, excuse me, which was produced by um, Diesel Williams, great, great producer. Um, we dropped those two, and now, you know, the leak, we just started leaking this record maybe two, three days ago, and it's called Show Me, produced by Jazzy Moto, featuring Foo. Um, so, you know, the only we keep getting the energy that we're getting off of these records, I think we'll be all right when that Baker doesn't actually come. Oh, most definitely. You can even release right now to show me. It's still going to make a bait in it, too. I already, I'm already predicting that. I ain't going to front. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, bro. Listen, like I said, play it until the words come off, and then I'll send it back to you, and then go ahead and play it until those words come off. Right, oh, yeah, you know, most definitely, too, because most people, don't listen to... Because I know, because people in my generation don't listen to the shit because the beat, too. But see, me, this is how I knew I was born in the wrong era, too, because I love music with a message in it, too. Like, I don't like to go out and, like, get turned up and pop a bunch of Molly, too. Like, I'll go listen to fucking 96 Swinner, 97, and then be like, wow, man, that shit took me through the grimy and shit. But there was a story behind that. There's metaphors in that that people don't get unless they're actually in love with the hip-hop culture. Right. But see, that, and that's another thing, too, right? We we have this, uh, well, I have this thing in my head where I feel like I want to say to the world that this is this thing of ours. So it doesn't matter if you come from the era of who hurts, Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Cad, all these other cats. If you come from the era of MOP, Snoop Dogg, excuse me, let's go back. If you come from the era of Coogee Rap, Big Daddy Kane, uh, Positive K, Juice Crew, you know, BDP, or if you come from the era of MOP, Snoop, all these other cats, or if you come from the era now, from the present day, it doesn't matter. Like, this is this thing of ours. You think about this very clear, uh, very closely, my brother. Okay. When you look at all the artists that's around, most of these guys are from the street or poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Now these guys got million-dollar homes, nice cars, they're taking care of their family. Uh, you know, they're out of the street. Um, they're putting their kids through college. Trey sold some headphones for a billion dollars. Jay-Z got a billion dollars. 50 Cent got power going on. Um... Luda has movies, T.I.'s got an empire, you know what I mean? Like, these are the people that come from exactly where we come from. So, through this thing of ours, they're actually able to provide for themselves and their family. All of us are. You know what I mean? So, it's supposed to keep going. Like, we need the little Yachty's and the, uh, you know, I don't know all of their names, but the Drake's and all of these other cats. We them all and music is going to change in another few more years there's going to be a bunch of new kids coming in that's coming off of the street not of these poverty stricken neighborhoods yeah we need this this is this thing of ours so all the segregation in it i'm not for it i don't give a fuck if it's nelly mel cool hook if it's uh ti if it's mop if it's you know uh anybody any of the young kids coming from chicago or anybody coming from Philly, Meek Mills, anybody. We need it. And I enjoy it, I appreciate it, and I'm glad that we're keeping it going. 
That's such great. That's great to hear how a humble individual like yourself can embrace the youth like a Kendrick Lamar and say we need something like that too. Like that's that's how it should be too. Is teaching the young ones on this is next and it's okay to like it. It's all about knowing the history as well, though. It's almost 50 you know, now. I, it's almost 50 years old, hip hop. Right. If that would have happened, then you would never be having this conversation. What are the odds of us having any kind of conversation? Yeah. If hip hop would have died in the 10 years that they said it was going to die. And we never would have got all this music that would have changed the world. That's right. That's right. So, long live hip hop. It's this thing of ours, man. Um, well, Billy, Dave, I just want to tell you that you've. This is an incredible interview, too. Um, I want to ask you this question, too, because I asked Fame this question, too, and I also ask this question to each individual at the end of each episode, too. Okay. So the reason why I ask this question is no individual can ever answer this question the same because we're all unique and different. With that being said, there could be somebody out there, doesn't matter what age, can look up to you guys and be in a mental space. They don't know what to do. So with that being said, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, really, all I can say to someone that may possibly be in that position now is you never give up. Some people have hopes and dreams. Um, sometimes, well, most people have hopes and dreams. Sometimes, you got to cover what you hope for before you get to the dream. Or sometimes you got to cover the dream before you get to what you hope for. But you can't get to either one of these things if your head is so clouded with the, the negativity around you or the issues on the table. See, if you take things one day at a time, you'll always get to the next day. It may be another issue the next day, but you deal with that, and then you keep going. So you can't stop. That's basically all it is. Don't stop. Don't give up on yourself, especially if you feel like everyone else is giving up on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you got to keep going. That's it. And it's not going to happen overnight, too. you just got to take it day by day. Exactly. One day at a time. One hurdle at a time. Um. Well, you know, I I know when the people hear this interview that they already cherish your music, but they're going to cherish it a lot more now because I'm really glad we got to see the side of you, Billy Dave. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity and yourself and and your listeners. Make sure, you know, y'all stay on that six-pack and get ready for this Baker's Dozen. Oh, yeah, don't worry, though. I'm going to get them hyped for this Baker's Dozen. I appreciate you too, Billy Dave. With that being said, this is a dream come true from the desk low featuring my guy, Billy Dave.